Hey everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. Uh, my name is Tim Blevins. My co-host Bob is not here today. He'll be back next week. This is one of those off weeks where we put up a bonus episode, and we're going to get to that uh, pretty quickly. Um, but I just wanted to start out, again, I was doing this on another show earlier this week. The, 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 the world... <laughs> is shit right now. Um, Donald Trump has, I'm recording this, by the way, Tuesday morning around 9 a.m. So if something has transpired since, maybe I'll, I'll re-record. But, but, the, but the gentleman in the White House who claims to be the president, Donald Trump, has, has basically declared war on, uh, on protesters, rightfully protesting the murder of uh, George Floyd. Uh, last week. And it's grosser than anything else that has happened under his watch, as they call it. And I'm saying this because this is a podcast about pop culture. And I can easily improvise a monologue about the importance of pop culture in an event like this. But the truth is the event that's going on right now is the one that deserves your attention, that deserves your focus. Um, you can support the uh, ACLU, you can support the NAACP, you can uh, support your state's bail funds and the bail funds of, of Minneapolis to, to get protesters out of jail. You can support your friends, you can support your loved ones, and you can support the fact that black lives matter. These podcasts are here, and if you want a little escapism for an hour, that's great. They'll also be here until, you know, unless the FCC is about to become some sort of raging uh, censorship device. Not that there's anything in this show worth censoring, but but what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm still putting up the podcasts, and I'll keep doing that um, for now. But yes, there's a bigger duty and responsibility out there, and we can all do something for it. And look, I'm not I'm not at the front of a protest line. I wasn't this past weekend. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. I don't know exactly what I can do. I'm doing what I can in small steps. And that's by researching. That's by donating money. But that really should be by reaching out and getting out there. And that's what I'm going to work on doing. Um, the show notes are going to have some links. I don't know if I just said this to, to, to some places. You can go to some resources, some Black Lives Matter resources where you can donate money and find ways to help in your community. And that's what we should be doing. And then you can also, if you want to listen to this, on your way down there, put on your headphones. If you need to get away, if you need a break, if you need a minute to collect your heads, yeah, turn to things like this. That's fine. It's fine to turn to pop culture as a breath because we need that because this the news cycle, as we call it, is a real thing because these events are happening around the clock and because it's ongoing. It's not new. The hatred and the violence of the white power structure is not new. And when you have people, when you have black lives that have been pleading for equality, not pleading, but, but asking, requesting, stating the obvious in various forms of peaceful spoken protest, things get louder the more you hold someone back. Because this isn't heard, and this isn't heard. Well, this is what it, this is the tipping point, the breaking point, and that should happen and did happen, and now we reckon with that. 
And the reckoning is gross and messy and we're going to lose lives. We're going to, it's a mess. And we may not have the country we went into this with on the other side of this. I hope the other side of this, I hope the other side of this is, 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 is more equal, more democratic and less male white driven. Which, full disclosure, I'm a hypocrite. I'm a white male. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, this is a gross time and a disgusting situation. And this is the only path this could have gone at this point because of the lunacy, idiocracy, and just hatred that got us here through the likes of Donald Trump, through the likes of other white leaders. Um, but So yeah, check the show notes. Support Support what you can right now. We're going to go into the show here because this is rambling. Um, uh, three years ago, Bob and I uh, discussed the romantic comedy When Harry Met Sally. That's what originally it was planned to go up today. So that's still going up. Listen to it if you'd like. Um, but more importantly, support your friends, support your loved ones, and get out there. There are so many ways to impact this right now. And it may not even seem it saying this into the microphone right now, this isn't the only action I'm going to take, but this is an action. These are things you can do. Rally, be angry, don't lose that. And know that the right fight to fight is this protest. Such a weird place to segue into talking about um, Meg Ryan and, and Billy Crystal. Ugh, Billy Crystal, we could go off on that, but we won't. Here's this episode, people. Um, and please check the show notes find some links. You're probably already doing stuff. You don't need someone like me telling you what to do, but if it helps, go ahead and, and encourage others to do the same. Black Lives Matter. It had to be you. It had to be you. Early on in the movie, eight minutes into the movie, there's a premise that's kind of put out there that Harry says, um, they're having, I think he compliments something about Sally. She takes it offensively, and he says, can a man say a woman is attractive without it being a uh, compliment, I think? Or a come on, without it being a come, a come on, on, yeah. And it's like, that's an important line. That says something. That, to me, is interesting. That's a test of a friendship. Like, can that happen? Is it weird when the gender or, or, or the person or the ident- you know, whatever you identify as what you're attracted to when that acknowledges you as a beautiful person is that weird? And that's an interesting trait. It was, and I, I didn't remember Harry saying that. It's odd to me because maybe four minutes later, the real premise of the movie comes up and it's from Harry again. They're sitting in the diner and he makes the statement, men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. And that's the line I, I know of. You know, I, I feel like that is the summation of the movie. Yeah. What's odd is both of those lines are Harry's lines and they contradict Right from the beginning, his character is contradicting. It's flip-flopping for a bit. Because that first line is actually trying to acknowledge that can't we just be friends. It basically seems like what he's saying. And moments later, he swats that down. And one of those is the core of the movie, but it contradicts the other one. And I feel like they're both interesting to me. And at different points in my life, I'd be more interested in one than the other. Obviously, coming in, if I was coming to this movie as a single person who wanted a romantic story, it's the second one. Men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. But does his first interaction with her where he's he's kind of taking the role that we were talking about but before we saw this, like he is actually saying, can't we be friends? Does that seem out of character with the rest of the movie to you that he has that line? 
Uh, it never struck me as that, and I and I I don't think it does. I think it just was, you know, in a way, um, it sort of leads up to that. It's like, can't can't we do this? And he's basically answering himself. No, we cannot. So he's talking. It's a, yeah. it's a setup. He's, I mean, it's, he's doing it's, a happens, philosophical version of a joke. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, it's it's spread out over a couple minutes in in that scene. But that's kind of how I always registered it. I never, mm-hmm. I never saw it as two different thesis statements. Okay, no, and I mean, I, I don't think we're supposed to because it would be too early in the movie to, to have a character <laughs> we can't figure out. But it's it just coming into it how we were and wondering this this idea of this movie is it two men or this women or that? Then yeah. they're just they're different. You, you kind of skipped over how the movie actually opens, and that got me worried right away. Uh, having that on our mind. Uh, it opens with uh, the couples, you know, because the, the whole movie has these couple vignettes, little stories. And I can't remember the story in the first one, but the woman doesn't talk. The man does all the talking. Do you um, like those bits? Do you like that as the narrative structure to the movie? Uh, yeah, I think it, it paces it pretty well. It breaks it up. It shows you. Mm-hmm you know, that everybody meets in a different, unique way. You know, everyone has a different path to the one that they end up with. I just, I don't like that structure. I get it. And it's weird because it's a kind of ahead of its time. Cause I mean, like, we see a lot of pseudo documentary stuff now with like right. TV shows, especially. Yeah. And that's kind of what that made me think of. And I get the pace of it, but I just feel like that confuses the movie from the start. I think. Because these are couples that are together. And again, maybe it's that we went into this movie knowing they're going to get together. I know we've talked about that in another episode, but it's like right. there's no space to, to to question about the friendship angle, which, again, I, and I think we're really going to get into this. Maybe we'll do it now. I wanted a movie about them just as friends because that this time around watching it was fascinating to me. And I don't think we're even allowed a moment to think that could be the case when the first thing we're given is a couple saying how they're together, a couple that we don't follow. Right. So those moments, yeah, they're, I found them off-putting. And, and that's P-U-T-T-I-N-G. It sounded like I was talking about the dairy dessert treat. But sure. what did you think? What is like? Does it impact you at all, good uh, or bad? It, you know, it's hard to remove myself from you know, the 20-plus viewings of this movie. Uh, and see it as anything other than its complete story. You know, I know the ending. I know know how it ends. I know the middle. I know what's going on. I know the purpose. Um, There's not much I caught that was new. Uh, And so there's one thing that I'm surprised I didn't catch until now, and we'll we'll probably get to it. Um, But but as for that structure and and it kind of... uh, uh, telegraphing what's going to happen maybe i had a feeling about that upon the first viewing but at this point it's just it's quaint and pleasant and uh comforting it's it's that couple again oh i love their story i can't wait to get to i can't wait to get to the story about the guy who rode up the elevator nine extra flights so that's a cute couple so i I, i'm i'm happy to be stuck with them to coin a huey lewis in the news phrase no well done wow (laughs) um i don't know i just i found it to be too cute but it's there it's it's a structure of the movie and it gives us something to work towards just in the terms of the first 
10, 15 minutes. Again, you're right. We know this movie very well, so it's not like anything surprising with us, surprising us. Um, this whole idea of, of what Harry proposes, you know, like when, when men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. I mean, that, that again, that's a strong premise for the movie. I wanted the other one, and I think we're going to talk about that later. But given the movie we're having, that's a great premise and something to look at. And something that I know when I saw this as a teenager and a 20-year-old, I agreed with or I felt, you know, I think there was that thing in my mind where it's like, that's true. And I guess, and this comes up a lot, I think, for me when we talk about things that I admire. I don't know if I agreed with this theory when I saw the movie or because of the movie, I just chose to reflect it. And watching it this time, because of those two lines that I saw as contradictions for Harry, I wondered the same thing. Does he believe his own spiel? Like, does he believe what he's saying? Or is this just... Because he... I, I want to jump to the end so badly because I feel like I want to tear into Harry here. But let's I'm just let's say, jump around. What's, what's the harm in jumping you're around? You're right. You're right. So... Uh, the problem I had going to this is that we don't talk about Sally. And I will say this time watching the movie, I found Sally to be a fascinating character and I'm not I, yeah. above admitting that part of that was this worry. And I'm yeah. like, make sure you find her interesting. But she is. <laughs> she really because is. She, she is the character who, you know, that line in the movie that um, Carrie Fisher has, you know, there's someone staring at you from personal growth. She has, I'm saying that because I typed it in my notes as a title. She actually grows in this film she has ideas and convictions that we see at the very beginning they come up throughout the film yeah and they evolve you know her main thing is she's optimistic sally albright we get it in the name and it's a good contradiction to him but there's an aspect of her lying to herself constantly that she's okay with her she talk, you know for five years of her life she's obsessed with this idea of this char- character joe who left her and that she's fine with it and she's struggling with it. And that's how Harry and her become friends, you know, and, but, but she's constantly saying that she's okay with it. And she eventually, when she finds out he's getting married, she breaks down and it crushes her because her childhood of being stable is done. And I feel like that's really, that's an important development because her and Harry's friendship because they don't like each other when they meet. They don't have a reason to like each other because they're both focused on other things. But right. their friendship starts when they have something miserable to commiserate. And I think that's important. I think a lot of friendships start that way. You feel like the outsider, you meet someone who's the outsider. You feel trampled down, you meet someone. So I get that. Yep. And it develops. And I just feel like as as the movie progresses, and I like how this movie progresses, and the years pass, she changes you know, she changes so that by the end, her breaking down when she finds out Joe um, left her is important because it means she's accepted the fact that she wasn't okay with it. Her wanting to sleep with Harry is a powerful thing. And then after they sleep, because watching the movie, I was enjoying it, but I thought once they sleep together, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little restless here. I'm going to want this to end. And that's the most fascinating part of the movie, I think. Yeah. Because they have different reactions to that. And go ahead. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think those are my favorite Sally moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's having, at least from my perspective, the, the, the correct reaction. You know, Harry, well, I, I don't, you know, 
correct or not, I mean, I think Harry... <sighs> I've always thought this. I mean, clearly Harry blew it, I thought. Like, that whole... The moment happened and his reaction was to be scared and unsure and and hers was uh also scared and unsure and then they had you know their moment and then he just wanted to go on and act like nothing happened and 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 she couldn't get past that because it, it was a big deal it was something to talk about it was a big deal and i i love the moment when they're fighting at the wedding um where he's saying you know it's like uh uh, you know how seven years to a dog, you know, one year is seven years to a dog or something like that. And just her reaction of like, are you kidding me? Who's the dog in this? I'm the dog. I'm the dog. And then just to get him off the floor and to have it out. And, and I mean, I love that part. I love Sally in those moments. Um, I think she says the other important part of the movie, the the line, you know, we talked before about, you know, his line about um, why can't a, a man compliment a woman, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think she gives the response to that. And, and this line, which I think is should be the crux of the film. And this is where I think we can figure out where the movie was originally going and wasn't. Mm-hmm. She, in a showy line, but it, because Meg Ryan portrays it well, she yells at him, I am not your consolation prize. Yeah, That's the very Hollywood scripted line. But that's also how I treated people, you know, that hit me because I'm like, that is what he's looking at. I mean, he, and this is why the movie, you know, they have this fight. She slaps them. They have, they have a problem. This is why this part of the movie is so interesting because it's believable. And it's not something I see that often in a movie. I don't think And I wanted to follow it because Harry stops joking. Yeah. She stops talking to him. And truthfully, then he, you know, and so he he walks away from her, and and he uh, there's this montage of clips. I don't know if it's and this is right. Uh, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but, but you know, right before he runs off, because there's the big New Year's Eve finale where they get together, right? And I think the movie, and this might be because I'm trying to make this movie a different movie. You know, I was I mentioned my three favorite romantic comedies: Annie Hall, Chasing Amy. They don't wind up together at the end. They they break up, and that's a good story. This movie, they get together, and I don't think it's set up for them to get together until he runs to the New Year's Eve party, which feels tacked on. Because right before he runs to the New Year's Eve party, he's walking by himself thinking about her. And there's this montage of clips that ends with a quote from Sally of, you were the only other person I knew in New York, I think, when they first arrived. And that, to me, I'm like, that is the perfect summation of why their friendship worked as a friendship. And if this movie was all about friendship, it's because similar to how they commiserated after they were both dumped. It's like, yes, sometimes a friendship is you're the only other person who knows this feeling, knows how this works. And that's healthy. And that's fine as a friendship. And that's what they were giving each other. They were giving each other the balance. And that would have been Harry's chance to grow if he had just accepted that, okay, men and women can be friends without sleeping together. And even if he and Sally never saw each other again, that's where I feel like the movie was going. And as an adult, that's a good realization. As a child, no. But as an adult, the way it goes, it's the Hollywood ending, I understand, but it's a male fantasy. Made ugly to me because when he goes and he gives his big confessional speech to Sally, her initial response is, I hate you. That's actually what she says to him. 
and he still gets what he wants because he just keeps talking. He talks his way out of her hating him, but not into a relationship. He's just, he's doing a version of jokes without jokes. He's doing the observations. He's doing, you know, he likes Casablanca. He likes romantic movies. So he's staging it, which is fine, but I don't think he should be rewarded for it. And that's where I feel like Sally, they... She was she was going in that direction, and and, and maybe they didn't do this because this is actually how Annie Hall goes. <laughs> this is the plot of Annie Hall, but I, and I just feel like you know Sally built up a realization and also got hurt because maybe she was ready to be with him when they did sleep together, but because of how he acted and because it took so long for him to you know win it back in a series of great scenes by the way the passage of that time is beautiful this yeah. is a beautiful looking movie and they do a lot with the surroundings if we get into talking about that but i just feel like this yes this is a movie it's weird that it's a romantic movie you know it's this idea of uh, of like a love story without the romance is what maybe it should have been because it could have been about best friends which they don't do they don't make movies about that you don't see it on TV. It's always a will they, won't they, unrequited love thing. Maybe because it's not interesting to watch. <clears throat> but this time around, because I wasn't really, I was enjoying this movie. I was enjoying both of them. I just feel like Harry's character does not deserve this relationship at the end. Right. And Sally's character doesn't want it. Wow. I feel, anyways. I mean, of course she does because of how it's structured. Sure. but. I don't know. I mean, what, does the ending ring true to you? Is it romantic to you? Uh, I mean, yeah, on that Hollywood level, like you're saying, it's got that. Yeah, I mean, you have an attachment to it. Yeah. You mentioned the story in an earlier episode, a similar running to meet someone. Like did that, dra- the drama of that is great. Yeah, it, and they're and they're both good actors and good characters. But yeah, and and I mean, I think I think too, it's it's a realistic uh, situation that they find themselves in. In that it's not some, you know, third-party interference, misunderstanding, you know, three's companies, door closed, <laughs> half conversation, snafu. Mm-hmm. That suddenly the woman doesn't want anything to do with the guy because she thought this, but it's really that. I mean, this was a real problem that they had, um, yeah. and that they tried to. Well, he tried to work through it, and she tried to ignore him, and. And and there was there was a real issue. It was not some contrived situation. It was a real situation. And yeah, it it, it ties a bow on it at the end with the running and the quick conversation that just changes everything. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's like I've I've been with the movie for so long and it's it's that warm Hollywood ending you're looking for. And Um, you can have that. Yeah, of course. That's something romantic comedies do. I'm just saying. Would you be interested in knowing the version of this movie? Because I've got it right here. No, but knowing the version of this movie that I believe was originally written where they don't get together. And could that still be an upbeat and affirming movie, reaffirming movie? Um, I think it could be. Sure. You know, you do that right. It it very well could be. Um, You talk about like where it switched. It's like how much of it did they rewrite from the beginning to allow for this ending? Or was it just some point? you know, two thirds in, they're like, okay, all that was how it was originally created. And now the rest of this will be rewritten for this new ending. Or did well, it happen? I was wondering that too. You know, I you really know, think just it's just the years. I think it's after that montage, which again, maybe it was too similar to Annie Hall, <laughs> but 
after that montage that he's, cause he's thinking through all these moments they meet together. And, and again, I think that's so important that the line they mention is that you're the only other person I knew in New York. That's not a romantic line. That's a comforting, emotional, compassion, you know, companion based line. Yeah. I think up to that point, it's could have still run its course. And then it would have been, you jump ahead and you see they're with someone or, or they, they meet somewhere, you know, you, you would find a way where they don't have the, cause what's the scene when he runs and meets her He's not telling her real important things. Like he he runs into her and he's like, I want to tell you that I like this surface trait about you that I met 17 years ago. I like that I feel this way. And they're mostly how he feels. Yeah. He might as well have thrown in there, I fear death and don't want to die alone because that's what that feels like to me. Again, they're good actors. It's what you want from the movie. I don't think it would be as big of a movie and as popular and remembered strangely, even though most of its memorable lines precede that if they weren't together, but I don't know. I, I I just, I feel like it's, it is a well-structured strong movie. I mean, to go back a little bit, the whole aspect of them sleeping together, it is what we're expecting, but in the context of the story in their lives, like what do you think allows them to sleep together in that moment? Uh, yeah, that's a good question because it's, I think it's there, but I'm not sure if it works, but I do think there's a reason in there and it's very interesting. I think. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, we go to the movie with them both hung up on their exes, you know? Yeah. Harry, Harry gets dumped and that's when he sees Sally and I think they go out to dinner and then, you know, the, the, Harry's in her room consoling her because she found out that Joe, her ex from a while ago, that's the weird thing. Joe is from a while ago, correct, know. by this no, point? No, I don't think it is. I mean, when we when we get into the current time frame, the present, the so-called present day, um, she had broken up with him two weeks earlier okay. or something like so it's that, within two, a or, year. two or three All weeks right. earlier. Um, because they were, so their they friendship were, builds over a year, basically. Yeah, their friendship builds over a year because they are friends and they go to New Year's. They have Christmas. They they get the tree together. They go to New Year's together. Wait, they, they have Christmas after New Year's? No, I, that's Three Kings. I Day. wanted to mention the Christmas because I like you know they the, the you're talking about the structure. You know they do that very well uh, structured uh, montage where you see them move the Christmas tree. You see them have the cheek to cheek dance at new year's and then a year later she's got to carry the christmas tree herself and yeah. she's having the horrible new year's eve um, oh, that is that's, that, that's a nice yeah that's the, okay then that works well i think the reason they sleep together like they're both hung up on their exes they hold on to that which i can totally relate to you hold on to the last great relationship you're in i think this happens in friendships a friendship is not the you know a friendship relationship is dating for is different from a sexual you know companion whatever it was you call who you marry and who you're pursuing they're different relationships with that buffer always being that they had that commiseration once they could both accept that that was over like he was able to accept that he's never going to be back with uh the his ex who's now dating that guy named ira and once she could accept oh, that yeah. joe love her they hook up and I think it's sincere that they hook up. Maybe I don't think it's just you know revenge, sex, or tension, stress. But is that all that was holding them back? No, because they never hooked up beforehand. I guess there was always a relationship in the in, in the way. But I just find it interesting that that's when they hook up. They don't hook up because Harry is this amazing, consoling, 
voice and gesture. Right. And they don't hook up because he spots in Sally a weak being because those are sadistic practices. They hook up because they don't, they're not looking for someone else in that moment. Now, I've never had that in a friendship. Like, I've never hooked up just randomly with a friend, I don't think. But I find that, so it doesn't work for me, but plenty of people do from what I hear. And it's interesting. And I think that that's great. And I don't know what they were both expecting out of it. Because we don't see the sex. It goes very quickly into this is how they feel. She's comfortable and he's terrified. It is that great shot. Yeah. But that happened. It, it goes right into that, which I, I was a little shocked by. I was like, oh, I thought it led into it more. But. I don't, is that, does that work for you? Does that seem believable that that's why they sleep together in that moment? Or what, what's another reason they could? Like why, outside of the structure of the film, why is it that moment they decide to have sex? Uh, you know, I always read it as that they've always had these underlying feelings for each other. They're, they clearly love each other. Uh, even if at the time they only believed it to be friendship love, they clearly loved each other. They were very, very close, and, and they had that. And so um, I always read that moment in that scene as he's hugging her, consoling her. It just was a natural moment to kiss her uh, because he you know, doesn't want her to feel. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Have you ever had that where you're like, I'm going to console this person, and I'll kiss him, and oh, now we're sleeping together. Has that happened? Almost. 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 Yes. Almost. Um, okay. I actually, I went and I said goodbye to, uh, this was in high school. So I don't know how she was in was. high school or this, you're, this is we, a while we were, ago. We were, this was a while ago. Uh, okay. there was a friend. This is actually, this is pretty apt. I think I had a friend in high school who I had a crush on and there were times I thought maybe she had a crush on me. Um, and we were pretty close. We probably could have been closer. Um, but we were pretty good friends. Uh, and it was after graduation, it was the summer, we were all going off to our, our respective colleges, and I went over to say goodbye to her, and it was kind of that moment where I gave her a hug, and then I just it just felt right to kind of just a quick peck on the lips uh, as friends, and she kind of leaned back and kissed me again, and I knew in that moment oh, shit, I fucked up high school. I could have been seeing this girl. We totally, it was that moment where, yes, I want to continue kissing you. We've always had this friendship, um, and now you've just kind of politely, sweetly said goodbye to me with a kiss, and now I want to continue kissing you. But isn't that why you were able to kiss? Like, don't, don't you, you, do you think that opportunity was always there? I mean, you were friends. I kind of think that opportunity could have always been there yes we were okay. friends and you're also we, you were 16 or we were 17, also 16 yeah okay. i mean it's kind of it's it's a little ridiculous to talk about it in in this respect but but i can see how that might and maybe that's why i've, I've well no because i'd seen the movie before that but um but that's how i've always seen it as that's something maybe they've always wanted to do but they knew they couldn't or or shouldn't or you know whatever reason why not maybe they're longing for the the ex still waiting to see if that's there um and then when that moment happened as innocent as it was uh it was like a light bulb going off and at least that's how mm -hmm. i read it it's like here's this light bulb moment for them um and i'll just 
I'll kiss her again, and she'll be like, she she has that moment of, this actually is really awesome. I'm gonna kiss him back, and then it grows and grows. That's how I've always read. Yeah. It. No, which some of that's very I can I can relate to that. I also because I can also relate to. I just, to, to those feelings, I just, we don't see the segue from kissing. Cause at least to me, kissing someone and sleeping with someone are different. And especially when sure. you're that close, like I've had close friends that, you know, on New Year's, actually the New Year's Eve kiss, I did that with a close friend and it felt like this movie. That's what I was thinking, even though I don't think it happens in this movie <laughs> that way. But so, but that's very different to sleeping with someone. And yes, I think they've always had feelings for each other. I think there's, and this is what I enjoyed in the movie because you see their reactions. You see them doing this. And if we're to believe they're not a couple, this is perfect because it almost validates jealousy. Like being very close with someone breeds jealousy. Yeah. Any friend I've ever had, I'm jealous of, you know, do, you know, like does he have another best friend? No, I'm his best friend. Or are they going to your party? You should go to my party. Or they're dating someone. You're like, I get the whole close friend with the type of person you're attracted to. You're always together. Then when that person goes on a date, you're jealous. Like I get that. I think that's an important thing to acknowledge. I like seeing it in this movie because you see it when they're doing, you know, whenever they're both dating someone and they're kind of looking at the other person as they leave the room, you see all of that. I don't know if that translates to both of them thinking we should have sex. I think, and again, I'm going by my experience now. I think the desire for sex comes out of a jealous way of laying claim. That's why I don't know if they've always felt this way, if they've always had the sexual tension. Because if we're to believe this entire movie has the sexual tension then harry's right when he says men and women can't be friends because sex gets in the way and the outturn of that is that makes them getting together even less impressive because it's like men and women can't be friends if sex gets in the way so we might as well get married is how that reads in a way i just find it interesting and i think it works that we don't see the segue from kissing to sex and i you know i think it's not a it's not a porn movie like when Harry wet Sally. It's not that. So we don't need to see that. But I just feel like there is a moment that would have happened in the real world. And I'm not saying this has to represent the real world, at least for me to get that transition. And I'm fine with thinking that the transition is because they, they unloaded the emotional connections they had. And then a floodgate opens. I, I I'm fine with that. Sure. And, and again, I, I, I think it works. And this movie would be weird without that moment. And I just wonder, is that all that was holding them back? No, I don't think, I don't think they would have had sex earlier or at a different point. Cause I think again, at the heart of what they are, it's a friendship. Sally helps Harry. Harry doesn't really help Sally at any point. I don't think. I mean, do you like, I, she gets him to apologize. She gets him to get over his misogynistic thoughts. And I like the Harry character. Again, I very much like him. He makes her laugh. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think because he makes her laugh, watching this movie as a teenager, as a 20-year-old, as a 30-year-old who can make jokes, I'm like, well, that's what you do for women, or right. that's what you do for men, or that's what you do for your significant other. And that's not true. I like making my significant other laugh, and I hope it's sincere. But like that's if you if you use that as your judgment call of winning someone over or that they're into you, of course you're going to blur the lines and get confused because if you're funny, you're making people laugh and that's powerful, but that's all Harry does. And I have to say, I don't like it in movies. I don't know why this is when someone in the movie is laughing at someone else's joke. So that's kind of why Harry starts making the jokes once they become friends. And that's very realistic. And I like it in the movie, but I'm also like, I liked Harry better when he was the bitter guy at the beginning or when he was the guy who moans later on. Like I, (laughs) 
I like those moments. That's his most important scene. They're talking on the phone. I like that because I, you know, there's so many things in this movie that I used to do. I could make a list of, I've done that. I've had the late night phone conversations. Right. Over pop culture. Over pop culture, over pointless things, and also just to get the other person to bed because they're depressed or whatever. Like, that's great. And I don't mean that, but I'm just saying not to bed sexually, but just like, like, because what happens in that scene, this, I think this is his most important scene. She goes to bed. He makes the joke that she laughs at. I might just sit here and moan. He starts jokingly moan, moaning, you know, like in pain. She says, good night, Harry. Turns off the light. We're left watching him on half the screen. He's still moaning. He's doing it for himself at that point. So it's not a joke. Yeah. And I like that. That to me, I'm like, I get that. He's in darkness. He's moaning. There's this weird line between the joke and the pain. So I like that. I thought that's something I relate to. Their whole... um. Just gonna get. I have a list here. There, being each other's date, if no one else thing is is very much something people do. It's also such a plea for a relationship. Right. When people like that's a dumb move, <laughs> but I've done that. Um, and then the thing that I I love that they do because I'm like God, I've done this, and this is nothing but desperate. <laughs> the um, when you tell the other person, I think it's great you have a date, as if you're some sort of subjective opinion or objective opinion on that. And then he says that, and then he follows it up by saying, you should wear skirts more. It's so manipulative. Like, I love that moment because I'm like, that's an ugly side that everyone does. They suddenly act like whatever you're doing, like, oh, you're dating. That's so good for you to make sure you know, hey, I'm not interested. And then they throw this weird little, here's a little sexual moment. And it's just, I'm like, I've done that and had that done to me. And I like that moment. But that's a perfect example that maybe you're not ready to be dating yet because you're playing, you're not being honest with her. Harry's not honest. His jokes aren't honest. His big understandings of the world aren't honest. His honest moments are when he's alone. Like this moaning in bed moment, the montage where he's thinking back to everything that happened. Those are great moments because he's most honest and vulnerable. He can't be vulnerable for Sally. The closest he comes is when they have their argument after the wagon wheel thing and he actually apologizes to her. Um, That that's his one moment of... of honesty with her I, I think so yeah he apologizes everything else is sort of keeping her at arm's length even when he's consoling her he's just telling her things to hear he's not accepting the moment yeah for a guy who's so obsessed with death and thinks and is so cynical and in the early in the moment movie is setting up all these like men do this it's like either he's growing as a person getting past that or he's lying to her and we don't see the growth until he's by himself so it's like don't give her all these compliments in this moment. That's not what she needs. She needs the joke that you give her, and I forget what it is. She laughs at that. But I don't know. I feel like in that moment, shouldn't he have just been being his hairiest of you know, the whole cynical side? Because that's what she needed to hear. Yeah. You're, you're totally it, – it, it's, a, it's a rethink of the whole film for me. I, you know – but do you agree with it? Like, or because I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm. I can see. I, yeah, I can absolutely see all of that. Um, yes. But do you uh, think it, it? I don't. I don't know that I think it yet. Okay. <laughs> so what do you? But what do you think of them? What do you think of them sleeping together? At uh, thirty-two. I guess they're thirty-two at that point. Yeah. No, I just sounded really prudish. Um, what do I think? Like, is it believable? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, is it believable? Is it healthy for um, where they're at? God, I sound so square right now. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck are these questions? I think, 
Um, yeah, it's I. I've always seen it as believable. Um, yeah, and it I'm, is believable. Yeah, I've always seen it as believable, um, and I've always seen it as it could have been a very healthy transition for their relationship. Um, I think it played more realistically the way it happens in the movie, how they both have different um, different reactions to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've never felt, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm I've had two long-term relationships in my life mm-hmm. you know so uh, who am i to to say what's what's normal and, and but don't but don't but don't use that like you watch the movie so what you get from the movie that's what i'm saying like i'm getting i'm wanting things from this movie that maybe means no tim that's not this movie <laughs> what is that movie is is annie hall that movie are there is there another movie i think well again i was saying like annie hall and chasing amy they're in both movies, the guy, you don't necessarily see him grow, but he gets why the relationship doesn't work out. So hopefully he'll grow down the line. So that meant a lot to me when I wasn't willing to change yet, but it, it showed me that, okay, sometimes you're your own problem. And I, th- I believe in Annie Hall that Woody Allen's character of Alvy Singer is in love with Annie. And I haven't seen it in a while. I want to believe that Holden is in love with um, Alyssa in Chasing Amy. I don't know. All three of these movies have a lot of male fantasy going in them. And I guess for Harry and Sally, the movie I wanted is pretty much there, by the way, because I really enjoyed watching this. Watching this movie at parts, I was like, oh, yeah, I I missed. I don't miss being single, but I miss some of the playful mind games you play with yourself when you're single. And I think this movie plays into it very much so in that. Harry can be who he is. Sally can be who she is. And they're, you know, they look great together. They banter. They do all these things, which is what friends, by the way, do. Good friends banter together. But they get together at the end. So that was consoling. And again, we don't see anything past. Like, do you think their marriage lasts? Uh, They're not telling their story as old adults. They're telling it a year after they're married at the most. Um, I've, I've always assumed that they lasted and that uh, that someday we would see them in a vignette for a younger couples movie. <laughs> I I like the movie very much, and I get the ending, and it's a sweet ending, and I was still touched by it. But it just, yeah, the movie I wanted puts more weight on the idea of a friendship, and puts more weight on. Because again, and this can only come back to me. I took from all the movies I watched that friendships could be manipulated into relationships. Whether And I know I've said this before. Not that that's necessarily what I meant, but I probably missed out, one, on other relationships that could be relationships, but more so on some of the more comfortable in, in trick, intricacies of a friendship, a longer-term friendship, because I fucked it up. Yeah, I treated it like suddenly it had to be a relationship. And I don't think I ever did... Well, once I did, but normally, most of the time, I didn't do the whole confessional thing that Harry does, but I didn't let it, because a friendship and a, you know, a a friendship relationship and a dating relationship are two very different things. And I think to see a movie that shows the friendship relationship as being as healthy as it is and follows it maybe to its completion, maybe not friends anymore, but points out these facts is something that I could have could have seen back then and maybe it would have made an impact maybe not but it would have shown me some value if i take a lot of my value from these movies i watch and how to act and how to behave and how to talk right a movie where there's a problem that they 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 twisted their friendship how they did 
not even a problem, but where like the, you know, there's there's um, responsibility to that, and 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 seeing how that worked may have made me more comfortable in my own skin of just having female friends that I didn't, you know, if I was attracted to, I can make that distinction. And I wouldn't do the mental exercises and the stress and the weird using of people right. for drama that I did. Yeah. And so I guess that I would be curious with that movie. That's why I would love to know how this movie originally ended. I've never read it. I don't know. Would you want to see a movie where they don't get together? Well, would I want to see a movie where they don't get together? This I, movie, I, if they didn't get together. I don't think I would at this point you know, like it's hard for me to remove myself from it. Um, mm-hmm. So no, this movie is a, an old is a good friend now. It's a friend I'm not having sex with, um, <laughs> and I don't want to see this movie where they don't get together. I'd be sure I'd read the ending if if we could find that um, and see what it would it be what that it different been. of a movie. I don't if know. They didn't get together. It depends on how they don't get together. Um, Does it though? Like they're the same characters. Like they're believable characters. I would Both like to no, but but I I guess I maybe I'm I'm an optimist or or I like the happy ending. So if they're not going to be together romantically, I'd like to see that they stay good friends. Um, mm-hmm. If if the movie was more about how they met, had this this uh, this relationship, this friendship, uh, this mistake, uh, this falling out, and then they weren't friends anymore. Um, these characters, this movie, I don't think I'd want to see that. I know I don't want to mm-hmm. see that. And I still think when Harry Met Sally tells a story of how this couple got together, <clears throat> and that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I don't, right. I don't need to see it. I'm sure I'd be curious to see what the original ending was. But, no, I don't need to see uh, a different movie. So, uh, good reality or bad reality for you? S- Haven't watched still it? Still a good reality. Um, I mean, too. Me you've you've certainly twisted it a bit, um, <laughs> but I mean that's what I count on you for, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> Ruin this thing. <laughs> um, any yeah, you know, I think it's a good reality too. I did, I still very much enjoyed it, yeah. and I will say this. This will be the last thing I'll say. But if you have anything, you should jump in. I have an apology to make um, to something I said probably twelve episodes ago, and something I've been saying probably since the last time I saw this movie. Um, I love. Bruno Kirby in this movie. <laughs> really? I used to hate him. I thought I hated this, him. I started off not you, liking him. I think him. you said that in the first half of this. this I did. I know. But he's a good pairing with Harry. He's a good friend for Harry. Sure. And their conversations seems to be, in a way, Harry's sole emotional investment in the movie. I believe them as friends. And by the end of the movie, I was laughing at most of his lines. Yeah. Uh, well, the- I, I, I feel a little bad. I'm not as, a, you know, I love Carrie Fisher. Her character is desperate, but Carrie Fisher is always engaging. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I take back the horrible things I've said about how much I can't stand Bruno Kirby in this movie. Can, He's wonderful. Can we watch City Slickers next? No, but he's wonderful in this. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to that. Um, again, that was from a couple summers ago, 2007. Um, 20th Century Pop will be back next week. Uh, Bob and I will be back with a new episode next week, I think, talking about some movies that we've seen multiple times. I don't know. Look, um, thank you for listening to this, if you did. If you're finding time to do it, I hope it helps. You know, I hope maybe the little break in in, 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 the, in the chaos, maybe this mumbling and, and, and low production values can, can give you that. Um, 
again, like I said, we'll be back next week. You can always find find us online for episodes. There's uh, show notes to this show with links to places you can uh, reach out to kind of help right now, help uh, the protests against the, 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 the powers that unfortunately are. Uh, again, uh, the NAACP, the ACLU, it's, there's a list in there. So, so check those out if you want. Um, the show notes for this show. Um, not a holograms, uh, website is nahpods.com. You can also find this stuff on your own, but that's there. All right. Um, be strong, be powerful, be safe. I don't know. I don't know what to say here, but, um, thanks. Thanks for listening to this. Black Lives Matter. <laughs>